Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Find and Follow podcast, where we are all about helping you find and follow Jesus in your everyday life. Uh, Scott and Kyle, your host back today with, I want to say guest, but not really guest, but I guess a guest just because it's first time on the podcast. Yeah, first time here. Yeah, but long if you... Time, long time, first time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob from Philly, you calling it... So Brent Mowry is on yeah. the podcast today. Welcome aboard, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad you're here. Uh, so I'd say that because you've been on the team now since January. March. 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 Yeah. See, so I was surprised by that. <laughs> yeah. You was a hanging around for a while before that. Yeah, I was hanging out. Yeah, you feel like you've been family for longer than that. How about yeah. that? Yeah. All right. It's like <laughs> when, you know, someone brings their boyfriend for a little bit longer or their fiance before they're married. It's like, yo, we've seen you for a while. And then we actually, it's actually official. Now you're family. like brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So <laughs> great analogy. Right? Great analogy. <laughs> we were all loving it. Uh, so Brent's on the podcast today. Um, yeah. So you're uh, going to share a little bit of your story. Yeah. But so you, you say he's on the team. Did we? Did you say oh, how, what he does on the team? No. I'm just okay. here. <laughs> yeah. What? What's your gifting, Brent? Before yeah. you like what you do on the team, like what do you think your gifting is like from God? My gifting? Yeah. Like when you say, oh, man, this is my sweet spot. This is what I'm good at. Yeah. Um, I have a passion for letting the next generation know who Jesus is and um, what he has in store for their life and sharing the good news um, to youth and young adults. And so I'm here as the youth and young adult pastor on staff, and it's been amazing. Yeah, it's been good um, a few months here (laughs) since March. (laughs) It just seems longer. I don't know. I don't know if my... uh, uh, my brain is getting older, or if it's like the COVID, <laughs> everything's getting hangover. Older. It's not or... just your brain; okay. it's your body too. <laughs> I, I do feel that at times. My left hamstring was real tight today. It's like man, it wasn't even cold or raining. Do your joints was, it's like... blustery? I mean, the weather is changing. Okay, us old people, and the weather changes. May yeah. have may have like pushed a little too hard working out this last weekend. Okay. You know, when you feel like you got a race coming up and you're not quite as prepared as you'd like to be. You no, I don't it. know that feeling. I don't do triathlons. Yeah, I've never <laughs> done a race. You ever have a school assignment or project, you didn't quite work on it through the timeline, and then you get like a couple days before, you're like, oh, we got a lot of work oh, to do. That's the only way I ever did school okay. projects. Procrastinating. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how you pass. That's how I preach still. I was like, <laughs> oh, I got to preach on Sunday. It's Saturday afternoon. You probably work should, on that. Should that's, that. not <laughs> that's not true. No. That's not true <laughs> at all. True. People are listening like, whoa, you're pretty good at that yeah. then. No, that's not true at all. I couldn't do that. <laughs> no, this last week, you felt like you were a different gear this last week. Maybe uh, just getting more sleep lately or just more fired. You seem more fired up than... I Yeah, I mean... The last couple of months, you've been, you've had, guys have had a baby. Yeah. Life turns upside down, flips it inside different. out. Yeah, I think just for me, some, I mean, this one's one that, yeah, I don't know. You didn't feel like it was a uh, different gear? No, yeah, I did, for sure. I don't know why. I, was try- I like, started the sentence thinking, like, oh, I know why. And I'm like, I don't know why. It, was- it wasn't like the six hours of sleep. It could be the sleep, but also sometimes just the the topic or what you're just feeling in your gut yep. or something. Yeah, I think the last two weeks for me were just like again two weeks ago. I kind of shifted gears and preached something that I wasn't planning on preaching because I felt like this is really what God had, and so and then this one as well. I, I've known that this was going to be the one that I was talking about for a while, so I've maybe it simmered a little bit longer in you know in me and and set on me, and I so I. That's probably one of the reasons that... Yeah, it wasn't just Saturday day It before. definitely wasn't Saturday. <laughs> that was, you know, weeks and months of, obviously, 
pre-paternity leave, I knew I was going. And so, yeah, simmered on it. I read the story, unpacked the story deeper than most of the times I would unpack a, you know, a story. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, I think people understand that listening in. It's just like everything else in life where sometimes you're just more excited about doing the work that day or it's just a project you're more interested in or feel more suited or capable to tackle. Same with when it comes to teaching and yeah. preaching. In season of life, right? There's, you know, think of your work and the things that you're like, oh, I was this season in this prod, not just the project or the work of it, but like I was just more motivated or, or whatever it is. And so for us, you know, what, what God's doing in our personal life, where we're at, you know, just coming out of camps and doing these things and seeing, you know, for me, I think one of the gears was, you know, my transition for the last couple of years being out of youth ministry, my wife and I were a little emotional this summer, not, like being completely removed from camps is different, right? That's been... Did you guys have some tears? Did we? Yeah. We did not. Oh, two become one. <laughs> Let's go with okay, we. Okay, then yes, we did then. <laughs> Us for, collectively did. Oh, it's big time. Yeah. It, yeah. And yeah. That's, sh- you know, I mean, not even the last, you know, for us, 11, 12 years on staff as, as youth pastors, but mm-hmm. I mean, 15, 20 years of our lives has have been summer camp every year. Our anniversary is July 10th. We haven't celebrated our anniversary on our anniversary for the last 13 years because we've been at camp. Not this year. Not this year. We <laughs> went out to dinner. It was the first date night we took without Harper. It was, we weren't even a month. Oh. And Harper got we got babysitter Graham and Grandpa came over. Not even a month. You were ten and nine. You were like le- less than three weeks. Yeah, less than three weeks old, and you got out on date yeah. night. Yeah, I mean, you should write a book. I know, man. How to how to how to date night with kids? We got priorities, man. There are so. people who are like listening to maybe like we didn't go out for like a year, eighteen months. Oh, yeah. Our kids were like in preschool before we had a date night. Oh yeah. In Walmart, not, going w- shopping is not a date night. People don't no. don't no. We don't got lower out just the, the date two of night. us restaurant walking around. Yeah, it was, it was great. Good job. Yeah. Way to go. That uh, should inspire some people. <laughs> They should just quit listening to the podcast right now, <laughs> get a dinner reservation, or just go take a walk along the beach. I mean, you yeah. can do stuff for free. All right, I'm getting so, fired so up. So, yeah. So, anyway, that uh, there's a lot of emotions there, not having been involved in the camps, not being a part of that. But still, hearing how awesome Brent did with the students. I mean, we had more students this year than we've ever taken to um, Fusion Camp. And then I was, you know, removed from Kids Camp, but we came. We brought Harper to Kids Camp every night and was and were watching and participating. So just seeing God move in there always stirs in your fires you up. And so seasonally, you know, it's just I get re-energized like, hey, let's let's do this. You know, our students get to that. And so bringing that on Sunday morning to the adults, like, man, there's God's got some so much more, and let's, let's jump on the train. I was just talking to a student yesterday. She grow, grew up kind of in and out of church and be part of stuff, but... Last night at summer camp, she officially gave her heart to Jesus. She said she's finally, like, opened up and surrendered. Um, and she's a graduated senior. She's, you know, been years of hearing about the good news. And for whatever reason, being at camp this year, like, she was like, yeah, I just wanted to legit open up my heart and surrender fully to God. And so, yeah, camp's been – was awesome, and it's been cool. So, yeah, it's different when it's been your rhythm of life and now not. So it's good. I mean, it's good you showed some emotion. and <laughs> I mean, you care. I know you care. We're just having fun. Because um, it is powerful. It's meaningful. Like, there's some special moments that happen when you get away. Um, so, Brent, talk to us about just a little bit about your story, mm-hmm. uh, how you found Jesus when we have, quote, unquote, guests on. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to hear your story. 
Yeah. Um, so I was born in San Diego, um, moved to Spokane um, when I was just about to be turning 10. Um, I'm a Navy brat. My dad was in the Navy growing up, and we got transferred up here for him to um, join the reserve unit up here. So what do you remember as a kid, like, growing up in San Diego? What was that like? It was, it was fun. Like, just being 20 minutes from the beach growing up, spend the weekends at Disneyland, uh, went to, like, Legoland as a kid. That's always fun to build Lego cars and race them. And just growing up around all these amazing attractions. And being a military family, we got discounted tickets, so we were able to do multiple at a time and then go to the beach and not really have to worry about weather changing so much. It was just always nice. Had a pool growing up, and it was great. Um, yeah, the weather. What's the weather in San Diego? Uh, 72. Like, If you're close to the coast, yeah, but yeah. if you go inland, you... You can get to the hundreds, but yeah. yeah, for the most part... You're like, what's but the it's weather? it's consistent, yeah. It's like, it oh, is. Oh, oh, 300 yeah. days a year, you're like, what's the weather in San Diego? It's 72, probably going to 75. Yeah. And there's occasional, occasional like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Siri has. It is legit 72. Oh, my right, goodness. Go. I didn't even look Prophecy. it up. You know what it's <laughs> Word of be? the Lord, knowledge right here. You know what the high you is knew. today? You knew. Uh, 75. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> With really? a low 66. There you Alan go. Alan Langhans right that, here, ladies and gentlemen. We are my, in the presence of greatness. <laughs> that's my spiritual gift right there. <laughs> the weather. Dude, and you just Numbers, it right there. Weather and, like, ETA on a road trip. I can get you within, like, two minutes. I do that to my wife all the time. She hates it when she'll, like, we'll have a conversation and she'll respond to me and I know exactly what she's going to say because we're married. <laughs> I go... Babe, just to become one. Yeah, I go. I'm prophetic. She goes, "Shut up! You're not prophetic, and you just, you just know me so well." It's like, no, it's prophecy from the Lord. I know. Like, I literally knew like, word for word. I'm like, the Lord told me. She's like, stop it. It's not the Lord. My, a lot of people. Know. My mom grew up in San Diego. My grandparents lived there, so I got some insider information. Yeah, that's still pretty good. Exactly. I mean, it could have been 71, 74. I mean, that's no. I surprised myself. <laughs> so anyway, growing up in San Diego. Yeah. So is there a there's a reserve unit for the Navy like at Fairchild? It's over by Joe Alby. Oh. It shares oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. Reserve unit with the Army. I haven't up been up there in a while. But yeah. Okay. So yeah, and Navy's got a presence in uh, Ponderay. Yeah, my dad Bayview. actually did oh, security yeah. submarine at the submarine base and. Was up there for a bit. Yeah, there's some hush-hush uh, stuff going on up there. There sure. is, yeah. It's pretty cool. If you've ever yeah. been out there, Super seen cool. the subs. So so you guys move up to Spokane, yeah. Washington. So not long enough to become like a surfer. Like no, as a little kid, you're not really out surfing. Not really. I yeah. just did a lot of sandcastles, like digging holes in the sand, trying to see if we can fill it up with water with the tides coming in. and Make the hot tub, the beach hot tub. Yeah, beach. you know, just having fun and... Yeah, so we move up here, had my 10th birthday um, right when I moved up here, didn't really have friends, so it was just more of a family gathering. Um, a little bit backtrack, um, I was born hearing impaired, so I had to wear hearing aids growing up, and then I had cancer at the age of four. What kind of cancer? It was a basal cell um, skin cancer. Um, it was on my left shoulder, and I was the youngest person to get that type of skin cancer in all of San Diego County at the time. That's yeah, because that's really young to get skin cancer, right? Yeah, that's it, yeah, unique. That 
type is usually common in more elderly. And this was nine, 1999, 2000 um, when this happened. So I don't know if, you know, someone beat me for that title. <laughs> I don't know if it's a title yeah, you really want to have. A, no. But, <laughs> but, it's, but I got it. But you got it, right? But I got it. Did you get like a belt, like a WF-style belt or a trophy? <laughs> Ribbon. Did you keep some of the skin? In yeah, the it's in a Ziploc, you know? <laughs> With a label? Yeah. With the date and year. And That's fun. Yeah. No. So the hearing impaired part. Yeah. Like, what was that like growing up? So and how, like, when you say hearing impaired, like, what does that mean? How, so how the smallest impaired? bone in your ear, the stapes bone. Um, when I was born was pressed up against my eardrum. So I couldn't get the vibrations I needed in my left ear. And we didn't know until I was in kindergarten. Um, I just passed school, like preschool, first year of kindergarten, because I did kindergarten twice, um, just by watching everyone. And just, oh, this is what we're doing? And I'm just doing it, and I passed. So you so you could not hear it all out of your left ear or a little um, bit? I missed almost half the conversation or what was being taught. So when we found out, the teacher had to wear a microphone and it went to a speaker box on my desk. And this was like pre-hearing aids. And it was it was fun because if my teacher didn't turn off the mic and had to leave the classroom for a bit, we could still hear the conversation she was having in a different classroom. Uh, that's fun. So everyone's like, Brent, turn it up, you know? Yeah, some spy stuff. Yeah, it was great. And then I think in second grade is when I got my first pair of hearing aids. And they were weird. Um, but my, all my friends knew about it, and they knew, and they're just like, oh, he's got them on. Yeah. And it, it you were able to hear 100% then? Yeah. Cool. And it was weird i was like oh so this is what the ocean really sounds like this is what the car sounds like and i could hear someone from across the room that i couldn't before it was just like oh this is what hearing is yeah that's got to be crazy yeah yeah like just a whole different experience mm -hmm. to life yeah in the world um yeah, have you seen those like youtube videos where like Babies or young kids put them on, hear their mom for the first time or something, they're like all weeping. Or yeah. their parents, parents put them on, or you know, older people, and they're like, that's what my daughter's voice sounds mm -hmm. like. All ah, right, and all the emotions and stuff with that. I've but seen those, but also like the colorblind glasses. Yeah, people those see are color fake. for the first they, Oh, they're we fake. Try, I mean, we, I try. So Kyle's colorblind, and then my dad is colorblind. Same. Oh. And so uh, three, four years ago. We got them for a message series. I think it was like we were going to do it for like Easter or something like that. Um, I think it was I like a know. Christmas, so like they, seeing they clearly. Remember? Or no, 2020. Was it 2020? Yeah. That remember that? Ago. That was like, yeah. It's kind of off of with JT whenever he came yeah. out with 20. Anyways, so I bought a pair because it was like a refund if it didn't work, and they didn't work for either of them. Really? It it improved like maybe 10%. And there, there's so many different kinds of colorblindness, okay. right? And so... And and I have astigmatism. I don't. I think your dad might have astigmatism too. Probably. And so, um, they're like, yeah, it's m less likely to work here. And ours, ours was kind of one of the ones that was like, eh, it might work. Like if you have this kind, it's really, you know, gonna mm -hmm. work. And it made things like it popped things and made it more vibrant a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it kind of just looked like, I don't know, putting on like polarized sunglasses when you like look at your phone or something, and it's just like kind of weird. It didn't. 
It wasn't like, oh my gosh, this that's there what was no is. weeping and tears. Like we had the video <laughs> oh, cameras out. Right, we we were ready for the magical transformation. Like, they eh. send you with like bright color balloons that you're supposed to blow up so they could see, and it was like, yeah, it still looks like a balloon. I don't muted colors. You said on like on the grass. I remember you could see a little more tone differentiation between blades of grass. You're like, yeah. oh, is there different like colors of green out there? Like, yeah, there always has been. Whereas you would see more of one color across. Yeah. So, yeah, I only have, my only reference is I try to go the opposite sometimes and put my noise-canceling headphones on when my kids are being loud. And, like, I don't want to hear, and I just hear, like, muffled or nothing. So you, so you got kind of have this new experience. Yeah. Like, relearning the world a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, so fourth grade ends. Um, we move here. And I was the new kid had hearing aids on, um, I was different. And then what I thought was gonna be normal kind of like flipped all of a sudden. And like just getting picked on, bullied right away. You're saying normal, like you're just gonna like, keep, like you had friends down there. Right. Gonna be just same, same here. Same, like, okay. oh he has hearing aids, okay move on. But like when I moved here, it's like you're the new kid. You have something weird in your ear. Let's pick on you. And that's when it just flipped 180. And I was like, whoa, was not expecting this. Um, and I didn't really think of it as much. I was in elementary school still, and I was just like, okay, whatever. And then um, sports has always been my outlet. Either it was football, soccer, or baseball. It was just my way to have fun and forget everything, just what was going on. And then when I'm living here, I went to school with these kids, and I played sports with these kids. So everyone still knew who I was, and I was getting picked on. I was that, you know, that kid. So my outlet, my safe haven was gone also in sports. So it was just this constant, like, bullying, picking on me. What about uh, finding Jesus and your family? Is there yeah. faith involved in all this? Is, yeah. Is your family following God? So I grew up in a Christian home. Um, went to church growing up. But I didn't really make it my own. Um, it was just, oh, my, my family's going to church, you know. So... I go to church. I knew of God. I knew what he did. I, you know, went to Sunday school, heard the stories. Um, it wasn't until middle school and high school it started getting bumped up and started just riding a roller coaster of emotions and what I wanted to make my own. Um, got into a bad habit, um, bad group in middle school, early high school. Got into bad stuff, um, and just felt empty inside, no worth at all. And there was a big moment um, of rock bottom that I hit, and it was at that point. How old were you then? I was just finished my sophomore year of high school at that point, and I hit rock bottom, what I thought was rock bottom, and was like, I need to change my life and 
my mom was there um, and she was like, hey, you're going through a lot of stuff. I know it can be challenging and difficult, but God still loves you. And at that moment, I was like, yeah, God does still love me. He forgives everything that I've done. I just need to fully accept his invitation and accept him into my life. So it was that moment um, that I did. And then everything changed. And I started like understanding my purpose and my sweet spots, my, my giftings. And it was great. Yeah, so so back up a, a little bit. Uh, so you, I mean, we're obviously kind of condensing everything into a short yeah. podcast form. So um, you're struggling with issues, right? Growing up and you know dealing with you know issues that kids go through, and then teenage issues, and maybe compounded by a few different factors of moving and being the awkward kid or the outcast kid for whatever reason. And so um, you're kind of struggling to find identity in who you are, find identity in this church thing that's part of your your family life. Mm-hmm. Is it part of who you are? Is it not? Um, and find out who you are, where you fit in, all that kind of stuff. And so then you mentioned things start happening where you're trying to, to do that and identify that. So in those moments, you mentioned you got into some bad stuff and all that kind of stuff, and you can go as deep or, or as shallow as you want. But what were those, those things that... Um, why do you think it was that, again, because I think we fast-forwarded over some, that was like bullying, awkwardness, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find identity. What was it in that season that you found yourself um, trying to drive down? or was were you, Did you feel like you were trying to solve problems of, you know, the awkwardness or the bullying or the outcast or just trying to find your identity in these things and, and it led you down a road to what was, you know as you said, rock bottom, and yeah. dive into that a little bit more on, on what that was like. Yeah. Um, I found my identity in sports a lot, so I did whatever I could to fit in with the athletes. And that meant partying, drinking, like all of this. Um, and it just, I would wake up and do it again, wake up, it was just on repeat and nothing good was coming out of it. Um, there was no fruit. There, it was just, I'm not who I am. I, am. I was being what they wanted me to be, just so I could fit in. Um, and doing so, it kind of drags you down. And I got tired of being picked on um, trying to do whatever I could to not be picked on um, to whatever extent it might have been at that time, I was doing it so I wasn't being picked on. I was just part of that group picking on someone else, you know, trying to deflect my stuff onto someone else. And it got tiring and I got bogged down and I didn't want to really be here. It was like, there's no point of being here at that I was just like every day was a struggle every day was just getting by was the tiring part more of like trying to be that fake person yeah it was is that the tiring part yeah and it was just being that fake person and doing whatever I could do to be a chameleon basically 
Yeah, which is a tremendous amount of work. It is. It's always trying to read the room, read the person. Who do I got to be? What Do I got to like this or dislike this? Or, you know, we, we're in on this thing right now. It can be real tricky. And then the other thing I know, like just personally too, because everybody, everybody has some level of who am I through mm-hmm. middle school, high school? Am I accepted? Am I approved of? Um, everybody goes through that. And I know for me, it's taking a long time, but you realize, man, if I'm being somebody I'm not, then people approve. They don't really still don't like me because I haven't shown up yet. Right. So, and they don't really dislike me because I haven't shown up yet. Like it's not me there. And so being more okay with just being me, this is who I am. And not that we're not growing and changing and becoming more like Christ, but uh, showing up, then then people can go, oh, I, I like you. Like, yeah, or not, you know, because right. you're actually there. So you go through this season, and you said before it was like, you thought it was rock bottom. Were you just saying it was rock bottom? But as, as like a high school yeah, perspective right, now, yeah. you look back. But it was like, legit the rock bottom for you in your life up to that point. Th- right. Yeah, yeah. And it still was serious. It is. Yeah. And so you have this pivotal transformational moment with your mom's there. You're saying you, mm-hmm. you really, truly turn your life over to Christ. Right. And then and then what begins to happen as you are growing and moving forward the last couple of years of high school there? Yeah. Um, so after accepting the invitation of Jesus, um, I started making newer friends, trying to get out of that crowd, because that's also a process, too, of trying to, like leave and just cut it and burn bridges i guess i don't know yeah um go against the flow it's tough. right go against yeah so started going to youth group um with my high school friends and just understanding there's a community out there that accepts me for who i am and these people will love me for who I am. And if I mess up, yeah, they'll pick me up. And it was a community. And it was different people coming together instead of conforming into one giant blob, basically. There is no different in that blob. It's just gray. And it was amazing. And then after junior year of high school, I get baptized, and that was a year process of, you know, wrestling of, like, ups and downs, going back into temptations and under, trying to figure out, oh, well, I, I gave my life. Why are bad things still, you know, happening? And get baptized on August 5th after junior year. And immediately like two weeks later I fall back in and I'm like what is going on and I just didn't have that full grip and concept of all of it yet and and then it was my grandpa who was like it's going to be a bumpy journey and it's going to be okay you just gotta persevere and pray about it and stay connected um, stay pursuing Jesus and he's going to bless you in the end. And I was like, okay, here we go. And then senior year, um, I get asked to go down to San Diego, um, at San Diego Christian college to try out and 
just be part of the team for baseball wise. Oh, okay. I was thinking like puppetry or no, no, um, yeah, drama. puppetry. Drama. It was actually for miming, Sh- shadow puppetry. <laughs> oh, miming. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Right next to, ju- I was thinking juggler. <laughs> no, so baseball, like that's baseball. big. Like, yeah, as far baseball. as sports go, you kind of gravitated towards baseball through high school and yes, pitching, first pitching, base, first base. Yeah. Um. So go down there, um, for a few days and. At the end, walking back to the car to head to the airport, and coach stops um, me and my grandpa who went down with me. And was like, hey, you're going to get your letter of intent in the mail in like two, three weeks. And I was like, oh, this is for real now. They're offering me a scholarship. So, I was like, okay, now I need to figure out what I want to study <laughs> if I'm going to college, you know. And at the time... I really wanted to go into ministry, um, but something happened where I was told I would never be in ministry, um, so I was kind of bitter about it. So I was like, I'm just going to do what every sports person does, and I'm going to go kinesiology, be a physical therapist, and a personal trainer. So I went my freshman year as a kinesiology major. And God very quickly showed me science is not my thing at all. I was failing my... Yeah, I say through the... Cor- <laughs> it's usually God speaks through, like, coursework and, like, studies. You're like, I don't like this at no, all. Yeah, I like, don't want to put effort into this. He was like, science is not for you, dude. I'm like, okay, sweet. <laughs> Message received. Yeah, right. I'll go back to pitching. Yeah. And I spent a month praying and just seeking guidance and counsel um, of what my next move is and just going through my life and my passions. And they're like, well, have you ever thought about ministry? I was like, well, yeah, I have. But then this happened and it kind of got to me like, oh, maybe it isn't for me and all that. And they're like, you just had someone speak speak those words to yeah, you? Yeah, it, it was a youth leader at my youth group. And it just I had very confidence in, and respected the guy. And when he said that, I was just like, oh, maybe you're right. I've and was it, what was he speaking to there? Was it, was it behavioral or was it just like? It was, it was behavior. Um, I've messed up at um, a youth gathering and he was like, there was anger towards it yeah. and I yeah, think, just an immature response to a situation. Right. Yep. Yeah, frust- out of frustration and anger. Gotcha. And probably just disappointed in me and like, hey, I saw so much in, in you. Like, now you're doing this. Like, That's do better. Way. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had that. I was probably probably around the same age, like junior, maybe even senior high school and like headed towards ministry and I had someone pretty close to me and she was like, I don't think you'll make it because I was pretty quiet, like legit in college, like God unlocked more of my voice. There was an internal confidence that came from the Holy Spirit, but she's just like, yeah, I don't think you're gonna make it because you're just too quiet. Hmm. And re- like from the outside, like pretty reasonable, you know, for someone to say that, but nah, I, I'm not reasonable. I, I sit here. And no, I'm no, like, no. What? From her perspective to go. Yeah. You, if you're going to be like a teacher preacher, I like know, but- you're pretty quiet. I don't know if I would ever tell anybody they're not going to make it. 
No, it was it right or is it healthy? <laughs> I'm not advocating like, oh, I'm glad they s- said that. Like, obviously, stuff sticks like, with like us. Like right. from that 25 years later, I'm like, I can go back to the house in the kitchen, like where we were standing, where it like, happened. Oh, right, where it happened. Yeah. And I was like, and in the moment, I was like, no, just you're you're fine. Like one yeah, day, good. we're gonna have this worldwide podcast thing with a lot of <laughs> a lot of words to be. Had. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine you're not. Maybe she was trying to tell you. Hey, you're gonna make it, but maybe slow down on the talking there, pal. No, it was different, <laughs> different level. I was much quieter, more internal. I mean, again, I I get it, and but I don't know. And I I think of I think of the kids that I've <laughs> went off on in my <laughs> youth ministry career. Like I've I've had to go back, big bro. Sorry, like you really pushed some buttons there. And I was out. I mean, I've yelled. I mean, I remember like taking some youth ministry class and reading books where I could never yell at a student. I'm like, I yell all the time <laughs> at students. They're not going to listen to me if I don't yell at them. Uh, there's, there's also, everyone's, it's subjective. Like, there's a different level of yelling. Yeah. And my kids were like, Dad, quit yelling at me. I'm like, oh, I'm not yelling. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I'm talking loud <laughs> and I'm commanding the room right now, but you have not actually seen me yell but like, that, at you ever. That definitive, like, nah, dude, you don't got what it takes. <laughs> Man, I just think that that's BS. I think that's, I think that's a lie from the enemy. I don't think there's anybody who's too far gone who doesn't have what it takes. That's the power and the grace of Jesus Christ. Like, right. No, like Jesus can bring life out of death. I think he could bring words to a quiet kid. I mean, Jesus can redeem situations. I don't care what you've done. Jesus has used people in prison to make amazing, you know, we have some youth leaders that are like, bro, if I would have met you mm-hmm. 15 years ago, I would have never let you step foot in this building leading a kid. And now you're loving on kids because Jesus changed your life. So, yeah. and, and I get it, but I don't. I'm like, dude, get out yeah. of here. That, yeah. Like if I would have heard someone say that to, if I would have heard a leader say that to a kid at our youth group, I would have been like, whoa, nope. Like Jesus can use anyone. Yeah. Yes. Did they have some work yeah. to do? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Did what they do was wrong? Did they screw up? For sure. But. We can't kibosh what God's doing in people. No, and you're like, okay, you're 16 or 17. Okay, for the next 70, 80 years, God can't use you. Yeah. Is yep. what you're trying trying to tell people. Yeah. Like, and I get it. It's a an emotional, immature response right. to a situation, and I've had plenty of those. Um, but God does stuff. I remember my sophomore year in college, God unlocked like there's just a new freedom to preach the good news in the in the sense of like I got freed up from really worrying about what other people thought of me in concern with their opinion and more just like and my folks even noticed like springtime sophomore year and they like you're different and it's just the supernatural work that god did in me so but that didn't slow you down so you go to college so yeah mostly to play baseball mostly you play baseball yeah but they make you go to these classes right (laughs) so then you have this moment like what i'm praying for a month figuring out like okay god what do we do go back into the ministry track right yeah, so it was a month process, and you already you already had learned how to use an ace bandage at that point. I did. I I was really good at like I, wrapping up ankles, tape. and I like, feel like that's all they teach in those classes. It was like, great. Oh, here's how you wrap an ankle. Well, but it was the doctors memorization of physical therapy of are like r- rising up out of their chair. <laughs> they just quit mowing the lawn. They're like, oh, headed your way, Kyle. <laughs> Harder than me. Uh, five zero so anyway, nine nine five they, four. After they taught you how to wrap an ankle, wrap an ankle yeah. You're like, nah, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. Memorizing how many okay. times you go around or whatever. Yeah. yeah it just Yeah. No, and you need four years to learn about like Jesus loves you, follow him. Like that's what you, you need four years for Ice that. Back to talk about the bandage. good news of Jesus, buddy. <laughs> John three sixteen, just say that one over and over. <laughs> Romans Road got that. I'm, I've, I got you PT people. Right. 
so yeah, after the month process, um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it to ministry, and now I need to find emphasis in what I'm doing. And I was like, my passion is youth and that next gen, and like, so I called my mom. I was like, hey, I'm changing my major. She goes, oh, you are. Yeah, I'm thinking of going into like youth ministry, and she was like, it's about time. I was like, oh, so you knew. She goes, yeah, you just had to figure out on your own. I was like, but you could have saved me a whole semester like, of failing classes, <laughs> you know? So changed my major to biblical studies and emphasis in youth, youth ministry and finished out the college career there and did internships um, with a few churches down there and learned a lot. Um, those were phenomenal. It was great. Had a very embarrassing intern moment at a very traditional like Baptist church doing communion, oh, and that was man. great. That you was just great. shared this. It must have been a couple of weeks ago, yeah. right? Because yeah, my kids you. came home and were yeah. like, "Oh, Brent did communion." They told me. Yeah, it was, I haven't heard this story. Oh yes. So you know, doing communion and you're an intern. I'm an intern at the as post. Post college or during college? This is during college. Okay, but and you say traditional, but you're like suit and tie. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, church. So I had it's. I was it's in slacks, a button up, all the way to the top type. Yep. yep. And our pastor was going somewhere. He was. We had our other pastor speaking, and they had, were having me do communion. And because I wasn't a pastor, they had to pray over the the elements of communion, and we put the pastor on speakerphone. And he's praying over oh, the, the head elements. guy's got to do yeah, it. Yeah, the head guy's got to do it. He's anointed. Yes. And it's on my phone, and I'm holding it over the elements, but the screen is, like, the screen's down, like, directional prayer. Like, like that's where the sound's coming from. Right, this right, is where right. The, anoint, the Shekinah glory's coming from pastor on the phone right, through right. the phone. And, like, okay. a thought was, like, what if I flip the phone up and the screen was pointing up? Is it, like, going to count? Is it not going to count? Pointing towards heaven. Yeah, now yeah, he's talking right. talking to God. Like, yes, very. So, oof. praise over the elements. I go up there, and I'm just nervous. First time ever doing it. And it's the big cup of juice that I have and a big piece of bread. Everyone else like has the... Lo- like a loaf of bread. Yeah, it's a yeah. loaf of bread. Do you, is this where, like in Catholic Church, where you give them the cup and no, they drink out of no, it? No, okay. they have their individual cracker and juice still. But oh, but you're just like uh, just the, yeah. The, it's like a prop. You got to yeah. exaggerate it when you're up front, so it's got to see it from the back. Right. Okay, so you got the, the big things, the one that the pastors prayed over. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm going through it. No one tells me to break a small piece of bread off. So I take this big chunk. It's like, this is the body of Christ broken for you. Getting, you know, a sandwich loaf. No one tells you because they looked at you like, he's like, an adult. He's got it. He's he going to figure it he's out. He's in college. He should know how to, like, eat. Yeah, yeah. So I have a, a bigger piece of bread than everyone else. And you're also, like, college student. You're like, I'm always hungry. I'm always hungry. This is free and food. Like no. fresh, fresh, <laughs> fresh baked body of Christ. And so I... I throw it in and I'm chewing it, and everyone else is done, and they're just looking yeah, at me. Small little weight yeah. that dissolves the second it hits their tongue. And I'm like, okay, I need to hurry up, so I'm chewing faster and faster, get it into a wad where I think I could swallow it, right? 
and I swallow it, and it gets stuck right about oh, here, no. okay? And I'm struggling. And I had, a, <laughs> I had a mic hooked up right here. So it's picking up every disgusting sound that I'm trying to make to get the body of Christ back up, okay? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to be the first person ever to choke on the body of Christ. And, and like, oh, it was just embarrassing. And without hesitation, I grabbed the cup of juice. And it was a big, like, chalice-looking cup. And I just start chugging it. Wait, before uh, you, you like, I up. didn't say anything. You haven't No. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm choking. You're I got to get this down. Okay? That's awesome. And I'm drinking it. And I get it down. And I just all of a sudden realize what I just did. And now we're in public. And- yeah, I'm on stage. I put the cup down. I was like, once again, saved by the blood. And everyone started laughing. And that was my first ever communion. Wow. That's a good ending line, though. I, that, that's 10 out of 10 on that one. <laughs> Perfect landing. So, <laughs> like, for yeah, sure. Just crashed I mean, it was a fiery mess, but yeah. you somehow then, skidded yeah, off yeah, yeah. to the ground. So did, did, was it like did, saved by the blood, set down, and like leave? You were done. That was it. Was oh, a walk okay. off. How, how people, do I like? Did people just start taking the juice when you they saw you chugging it? Dude, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, his <laughs> only focus was stay alive and don't choke. You just left the people to themselves. They'll figure oh, it out. Man, but good. I remember there was this old lady in front when I was choking. She was praying for me. She was like, I don't need prayer. People are laughing, but all of a sudden, I'm just like, I looked, and this old lady in the front is praying for me, and I'm like, okay, this is is this how I go? Like, I don't know. Oh, it was embarrassing. That that is embarrassing. It was great though. That's that. That's one of those moments that really emphasizes. I'm gonna just kind of leverage your story and try to make a point here. That when like you're up front, whether it's in like a like a, a, a meeting of some kind in your work or you know at a family function and you want to say a few meaningful moments before you guys eat or up on stage or somewhere like church or whatever, that like people are rooting for you to do good. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit there and be watching someone stumble through. It be awkward, choke to death. <laughs> it be embarrassing. Like you start to feel that awkwardness yeah, feel as a mm-hmm. participant. So when people get up on stage, whether it's for like a baptism moment or share their story, I say it all the time for baptism, like everybody out here is rooting for you, mm-hmm. not just on a spiritual level, which they are, mo- you know, that's the major, but they're also going, we don't want to watch awkward. We want it to be meaningful, you know, helpful. We don't want awkward communion moment. Like, yeah. I mean, it's funny stories to tell. <laughs> I'm sure people that were oh, there, yeah. they retell, oh, this one, this one young kid. That one young time. intern we had. He's not here anymore. Do you remember his name? <laughs> what was that kid's name? <laughs> he almost died. <laughs> But people are really like, you You know, you go somewhere and someone's struggling through you like, I just want you to do better, man. I'm, just, yeah. I'm rooting for you. I'm on team whoever right now. Right. So you've had these intern moments. You graduate. You move back. You got, well, you, you, yeah, you met the, we didn't even, I we met, didn't even, yeah, I didn't even start like, with, you have a wonderful wife. I have a wonderful wife and yes. an almost two-year-old daughter. Right. In September, 9-11, she turns two. Now, do you guys mostly go Emmy or Emerson? What do you call it when you're at home? You're it's at the Emmy. Park. Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. Emerson and I are like best friends. They are. Big deal, so. Like, yeah, we're they get here. They get here on Sunday and she goes, where's Kyle? Yeah. She does ask for Kyle a lot. Yeah, she we're, does. We're Did homies. you slip her some candy? No, we're no. I just, I have just, that effect on people. <laughs> you usually don't have that on kids. <laughs> That's but, true. Because this new dad thing's working out, I guess. I was even pre, I mean, I, b- before my daughter was born, 
uh, yeah, and Emerson would come to the office. She yeah. needs to come to the office sometime when you hang out. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, she, I don't know. She just likes me. Yeah. Gotta, she just you're, gets it. You're the guy. Brent just told her, like, hey, yo, that's my boss. Can you butter him up <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> Make sure he likes you. So right. He helps me around for a while. Right. It's, she's the cutest. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then you got... We got one Michaela. on the way. Okay, also. yeah. And Michaela, my, my beautiful wife. And you guys met... We met at college. At college, because she's from San Diego. Yes. Yeah. So... And somehow convinced her to move to the Northwest. Yeah. So it was funny, because... I told her where I was from, and she goes, well, I've, like, before she even met me, she wanted to either move to Oregon or Washington. So it was like, oh, sweet. So oh, it was already in her so head. So are we going to oh. do this? Or what? So like, it sounds good. I'll, I'll make it happen. Right. <laughs> all your dreams come true. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was funny. Um, yeah, and you got one on the way, Brent Jr. <laughs> you, you think it's a boy, do you? Oh, okay. Well, we yeah. don't find out yet. We don't know yet. All right. You love, you check. Scott let's check back in. in. Yeah, I, well, I hate it when people. When F- I it's talk fifty to, fifty. When I talk to these people, there's so you're not many wrong. People, <laughs> these people. There were so many people. In, oh, I have a feeling. Get out Do of you? here. There's no feeling. No, I have hope. All of the old wives out like is a high heart rate, low heart rate. Yeah. Do you like chocolate or potato chips? Like, what are you craving? Like, right. How are your hormones? Are you sleeping? Nobody. Come no, on. but Nobody you knows. meet these people. These these people <laughs> like Scott. Who goes? Oh yeah, it's a boy. No, I, I'm really good at these things. You're, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm really good at flipping a coin. <laughs> I get it right so often. Like I just was like, in church, it happens a lot in church lobby. You just like, yeah, thanks for the input. I'm just like thinking, get out of here, lady. Get out of here, dude. You don't know what you're talking well, about. We'll see. Yeah. Couple weeks away. Right. Couple but, weeks. So we yeah, find so out. You find out. You get end of August. Away. You find out. So you meet your wife in yeah. in college. Yep. You're, you're and I was like, oh, she's pretty cute. I like her. Let's let's make a move, and then like a month later, she has a boyfriend. I was like, ah, I gotta step back, (laughs) you know. And then we started hanging out. Uh, We like continued our friendship, and then that boyfriend left, and I was like, okay, I can tell her now. Like, hey, I like you, and she goes, you're just a friend. She friend zones me, and I was like, oh no, okay. And then like two weeks later, we start dating. And then, the rest is history. Yeah. So, how long have you guys been married? Uh, this September will be four years. Okay, right on. That's fun. Yeah. And so you moved back here. Yep. And and you took the job, right? Or uh, it was. Or you what what prompted the move back? I guess. I've always liked Spokane. Um, just like the trees, the lakes. I just like the environment. Um. And it's a lot cheaper than San Diego, <laughs> right? So there's that. Yeah, and your and your family's here. My Kayla's family's here. San yep. Diego. Yeah. Um. She got a job right away, um, lined up for when we moved here. I did not still, and I reached out to some churches, gave them a resume, and then I got pointed to Real Life on the North Side, and um. It was a like a seven seven month process um, there, and got my first um, youth pastor um, position there, and was there a year and a half, almost two years, and it was it was great. It was I learned a lot um, at my time there, and it was it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then kind of COVID, right? Yeah, it disrupted all of that. It did. Yeah. So, um, and then. Uh, You've really been hanging out 
since last fall, like last November at Fusion, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I get lost in the timeline again, yeah. but yeah, it yeah, it's been quite November? a while. Or December, December, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, it was November, Decemberish. You were hanging out, yeah, checking it out, and yeah, I just never left. Leadership. Yeah, probably. Just, yeah, I don't. <laughs> so, how did you guys end up at Mission Church? Was it the interest in the job? So, right, it was cool because when this was Maribu Chapel, this was my family's first church we went to when we moved to Spokane. So I knew of the church already, and um, it was. Faith Brown, family friend of ours, um, was like, hey, a position's opening up. Um, she was talking to my mom. Hey, Brent would be awesome. Like, he needs to go for it. And we were in this season of trying to find um, a home church as a family. And I was like, hey, this could be a possibility. And, and Michaela's like, yeah, let's go for it. And we started hanging out and started meeting with Kyle and getting to know his vision and him, um, my vision and who we, who I was and how that ties in. And it was, it was awesome. It was a great blessing for my family and our, our household and for our daughter and Brent Jr. And, you know, in the years, and oh, look at there, I you got, know, like I got him on board. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, super fun. And and you, when you guys moved here, you were in the valley, right? Yeah. Like so, you lived quite a few years in the valley, and you had we last year like, bought a house, right? In yeah, the valley we, before? we bought a house last September. Yeah. I mean, September is your guys' month, huh? Uh, yeah. What you do when you do things? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Super fun. Yeah. And then now you got this passion that kind of stems from your story a little bit. To yeah. Help students not go yeah. through what you, do you went through. Do you find that, we've talked about this a little bit, but I find this, having done youth ministry for so long, um, I think that there's just a special connection for those pivotal moments that we have in our faith journey, right? I didn't know the Lord. I didn't grow up in a house, but I had a pivotal moment as a middle school student. So there was something in me that wanted to minister to middle school students and high school students who were in that that phase that I'm like, I want you to know Jesus because someone sh- showed me Jesus when I was that age, right? And so for you, that that evangelistic part, which you mentioned in some of your giftings, but also that like, I don't want you to get to the point where you got that rock bottom. I don't want you to hit that point. So I want to help you and show you the love of Jesus before you even get there. So do you think there's a huge connection between your story and the things that you went through and then like using that and shaping that into why you do ministry for that age group? Yeah. They're in such a important part of their journey and their walk of trying to figure out who they are, how they fit in, um, who is God and what, what he's been calling them to and what he has for them. Um, to help guide and navigate through these challenging gears um, to be, hey, this is who Jesus is, and this is what he calls us to, and this is how we should live, and the benefits and just the fruit that comes with that is so much better than what the world has to offer. And it's so easy for us to get sucked into society and the norm of society. Um, but, you know, he calls yeah. us to be different, and it's okay to be different, and it's fun. It's fun to be weird, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. I just, I mean, 
for all the the parents out there, and they get this. Like I've always told students that they're they're making the choices that are determining who they're going to be for the rest of their life. Like middle school and high school is so pivotal that it's like anybody who I hear who says like something like, "Oh, you're just figuring yourself out. You're sowing your wild oats. You're doing these things." I'm like, "No, you're making decisions that are defining the type of person you're going to be at that season more than ever." I think as kids, kind of where you know, kind of just out there and being goofy and figuring it out, and we're not really even making that many decisions that are, you know determining a lot of of our foundation for our life as much but um anybody i run into is like yeah as a kid i just did i'm like no you don't understand the effect that has on your adulthood your friends your relationships your your belief system your foundation and so um man even as parents that are listening the more that you could help your students and your kids understand that hey the decisions you're making are are lifelong decisions they're sticking with you and the more you can instill some of those those Jesus type, this is how we love, this is how we treat people, this is how we behave, because that's what Jesus did. It's gonna, you know, long into the future determine quality and direction of, of students' lives. So, love it. Yeah. So thanks for uh, helping our students, young adults, make all those awesome quality decisions, instill some of those serving habits, and loving people well, and just as you're getting going here, because. Yeah, most students, I think, ever to summer camp for Fusion uh, this summer and just some quality stuff, not just the quantity, but some quality cool. uh, And that's because of, you know, previous leadership setting setting the stage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, oh, the other thing is, like, so probably should, like, put a little more of a wrap on the hearing aid thing, like the hearing impaired, like people now, if they weren't aware, they're going to be like, wait, they're looking in your I, ear. I don't, Do you yeah. have like microscopic ones? Yeah, you, no, you, like, you dropped you that. I, I did. You I, dropped I, that on us like in the interview process. I remember, because we, again, for those listening to he was hanging out in December and I mean, we, we went through a lengthy process to make yeah. sure that you, you felt like a fit and we felt like it was going to be, a, but so we're going through multiple interview processes, <laughs> and you drop that like late, like, oh yeah, by the way, I have some hearing impairment, and it's a little difficult like, for me. And like, even in this meeting, I'm kind of, re- I'm like, what? I had no idea. We've been hanging out for a month or two. And yeah. So it's obviously still part of your life, mm-hmm. but you've adapted. And, I have. And it's part of your story, but it's part of how you interact now. So yeah. Yeah. Um, just through the whole bullying and process of like that. I stopped wearing hearing aids, and just as the years have gone, um, hearing aids are expensive, and I learned to adapt without them. Um, so I read lips, um, but let's say like you and um, you and I are having a conversation, and Kyle walks between us. I miss what was being said, half of what was being said when he walked past us because I can't see the lips. So I it's just more intentional. So it's it, it's. One ear, just your one ear. It's mostly my left and very slightly my right. So, what's your like percentage in your left ear? Are you like half or, or less than half? Like that, I can hear. Yeah, it's less than half. Okay, well, it's almost full. Like so you maybe eighty percent. You almost can't hear at all out of mm-hmm. your left ear. Huh? Yeah, it's just I adapted, and now they're expensive and. <laughs> I have right. They, they look a lot. <laughs> I'm sure they look tremendously different than they, when you were do. 12 and 13 years old. They were They're bulky not, when yeah, I was oh, big and clunky. Like it was over the ear, tucked behind the ear. Yeah, yeah. So they're real obvious now. They can get real small, right. discreet, and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, they're. It's like buying a used car for yeah. a pair of them. Yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, okay. 
So I don't know. I just people might be like, wait, what? You guys never like finished that <laughs> that storyline, and they're like, wait, can, do I need to yell when I talk to Brent? No, like, no. Can I just be normal conversation? Just normal. Like get on the good side. I'll make sure if I'm having a conversation, I can't hear him. Yeah, you're. I'll move and I'll be around. like, okay. My looking at the people. My grandpa did that forever in his old. He was a trap shooter, and so shotgun and mm-hmm. so his, his right ear was his bad ear because for. Most of his life, he'd been shooting a gun with in his ear, and so he would always do the whole thing, right? Like turn D, like what, and turn his ear to, or make sure he's on the good side. And I always remember, like, why does Grandpa do that? Oh yeah, he can't hear out of that ear. Can't hear. Like if someone wants to tell me a secret and whisper, and they go to this, I'm like, no, you have to use <laughs> no, this one. You gotta look. I'm gonna start whispering things in your ear, like, hey, Brent, you said this. What? Yeah. <laughs> just, in, just in that. Give me that like old school like funnel. Oh yeah, like, like the old guys yeah. would be like, what's that? What was that, Freak Sonny? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for being a, a yeah. guest. I, I, next time you're on the podcast, maybe not as a guest, probably. So, a reoccurring. Yeah. 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 We'll see how it works. Yeah. It's just schedule, and <laughs> you got lots going on. And um, Wednesday nights are fusion nights, so it's always later. And then I the never turnaround. came in early. You guys had your uh, leader meeting last night, yeah. a little oh, later. Yeah. I heard you had so. a really good guest at the Tonight Show. Is what I heard. Yeah. Oh, really? I, it was this, I just heard through the rumors. It was it was this old guy, yeah. you know, I mean, I just coming back and beyond his years. But man, wise. Wow. Get out is what I heard. He I mean, called out the like, students. It I was heard, great. I heard best ever. I think <laughs> was going around. It was like a reboot. His it's name like, was Kyle or something like that. I don't remember what. Carl. I didn't hear his name. Carl. I just heard. I think I heard best ever Colin. in there. It was a some, <laughs> it was a C. I think. Yeah. Best ever fusion this week. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was the best ever August. So good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, thanks for being on, sharing your story, and thanks yeah. for uh, helping lead our students and young adults and helping them find and follow Jesus. So yeah, hopefully you had something that was encouraging for you today, listening in, or maybe a little challenging. Uh, yeah, and just be on the lookout, I think, for all of us, for these young people and the words we can speak in the moments and the encouragement and how the negative things stick but more than that how the positive things can stick and speak life into people and you just never know what really sticks how god uses our impact and our encouragement in what god wants to do in people's lives so thanks for tuning in have a great week following jesus we'll talk with you next week